Hello, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and I'm here to help you find your next digital pick from the golden age to now. Since I was a kid, I have read comics, and I've never lost my passion for comic books. I try to pass on that same enthusiasm for comic books to others. I'm always looking for that next fantastic read or rediscovering an old favorite. It's Wednesday, July 27, 2022, an episode of Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Today is my sort of Christmas in July episode. I originally intended a separate standalone episode that would pair up with this episode that covers some of my favorite Christmas themed comics, but unfortunately, real life played Grinch on my plans. As stated in the past few episodes, my real life job has been extremely challenging regarding weekly work hours. I've had to work a lot of hours and a lot of days. However, today is a fantastic episode spotlighting the Christmas Bandits. That's a tale of Santa teaming up with four distinctly unique raccoons. The comic is writer-creator Brian Monhe's first comic. That's a fantastic read, no matter what season it might be. Doing the art is Ariel Olivetti, a professional illustrator who worked with Marvel and DC for over 20 years. How Brian gets Olivetti? Well, you'd think old Chris Kringle actually had a hand in it all. Well, I hope you enjoy listening to the episode because Brian made for a fascinating guest. As always, please help spread the podcast. Recommend it to your fellow comic book fans. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media. The more listeners tune in, the more you might discover fantastic comics like The Christmas Fans. Now, on to today's podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Fantastic Fan Podcast. Today's guest is Brian Monhey. I hope I said that right. He recently did a graphic yeah. novel. Good. He recently did a graphic novel called The Christmas Bandits. I saw the art for it, fell in love with the book, had to have him on the podcast. Uh, Brian, before I get into your creations, I usually ask, since you're the first time guest here, what was your orange origin story? How did you become a lifelong fan of comic books? Right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. You know what? But it's kind of funny because I didn't even get into comics until like my late 20s. You know, I, I think it was like back in 2018. I lived in Maryland. They had a comic book store and it's absolutely awesome. They have multiple locations called uh, Third Eye Comics. I'm, I'm not sure you've been there. No. But they have this, this I've heard big, of it. They have this big uh, store in Annapolis. Anyways, I go, I have a trip planned to go to Houston to see my nephews. And I'm like, well, you know what? Let me take them some comics. You know, maybe they'll like it. And I'm the one that ended up falling in love. It was crazy because I didn't even know singles. I didn't know what trade paper bags were. I had no idea. I saw, I saw like these cool covers. And I asked the guy that worked there, I'm like, what are these? They're like, it's variant. It's variant covers. I'm like, I didn't even know what a variant cover was. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't even know what an omnibus was until like I started going on to YouTube and started seeing like all these channels. I just got obsessed. I think like that first year, I bought like 50 omnibus. and you know, I started reading a lot. And after that, you know, I started creating my own comic. So, yeah, okay. I love it. I love I love everything about it. I love um, the art, the when I'm referring to, like the storytelling, you know, the writers, mm-hmm. the, the the illustrators, everything. Just I just love how every different artist, whether it's a writer, illustrator, whoever brings their own style. So besides the Christmas Bandit, you also did a, a short story collection about Christmas adventures which is an yeah. all-ages short story collection. What is your fascination with Christmas, Mr. Charles Dickens? 
I actually do love Christmas. I don't know, from the music to the culture. Uh, and that's what I fell in love with, with comics too, the culture, the whole culture thing. But with Christmas, I fell just in love with the culture growing up. But I also saw like from a business point of view, you know, you got a seasonal, you got like assets, books that are seasonal. So kind of like, um, you know, like, you know, 90s movies, like Home Alone, people go watch it, you know, every year. But did they did they watch like Three Ninjas or did they watch like, you know, like the other 90s movies? Maybe not as often, you know, right. Maybe once a, you know, but so try and do like a seasonal thing. Not only are you not a lifelong comic book collector, you just got into the uh, comics at a late age. Why did you start writing comic books? I first started writing uh, poetry. And when when I write poetry, it's more like it's more like a story that rhymes, if anything. You know, I would just try to create these stories and I was just like a challenge. And one day I'm just like, you know, what? I just want to write the craziest poetry story ever. I think it ended up being like 20 pages. And I'm like, what am I going to have? I don't know. Let's just throw raccoons, just throw Christmas, just throw like the raccoons trying to jump Santa Claus. And then from there, I had the opportunity to make it into a graphic novel. So it started as a short story, and so it yeah. became a graphic novel. So yeah. kind of just, why raccoons? Of all things, um, why did you pick on raccoons? They look like bandits with their, with their, you know, their blacks around their eyes. But I think they were also inspired by, you know, like Rocket Raccoon, too. You know, like, you know, from Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I just love how mischievous they are and just a type of uh, trouble and entertaining fact that they could bring in. They are very entertaining. They also have their distinct personality. You have Steel, Star, Sarge, Clutch, and Ghost. How did you come up with the names? Did you just like put a bunch of names in the hat and pick one out? And <laughs> no, it's just it's just something uh, that's a process. I kept trying and trying and whatever felt right, I went with it. You know, it's just uh, kind of one of those things like if it feels right, just stick with it. But, uh, you know, Steel, black and yellow, Pittsburgh, you know, that's how I put Steel. Uh, Sarge, I wanted to go with a leader type type of name, you know, like commander, captain, whatever, you know. I just went with Sarge Ghost. He seemed like the most stealth out of all of them, you know, especially because he's like, his presence is more, his or his image is more like a ninja with the katanas and all that. When I put Ghost and then Clutch, Clutch is red. I like Houston. I like the Rockets. You know, they're also called Clutch City. So I named him Clutch. You have a very good artist, a fantastic yes. artist. Mm -hmm. It is Ariel Olivetti, who's worked for DC and Marvel over the years. What part of your soul did you have to sell in order <laughs> to thank him for this project? Nah, I just got really lucky. I got, like I mentioned earlier, I created that um, that poem, that story, that poetry story yes. about the Christmas bandits. It was part of another book. And I had this kind of idea where I just wanted to like, maybe do like a cover for like some stories. I think all together it was like 80 stories, but I was going to do when it covers for like 10 and I'm on Instagram. I'm just following like a bunch of artists and illustrators. And I see this guy at the time. I didn't even know who he was. I just hit him up. I'm like, Hey, look, I like your <laughs> art. Can you, uh, how much would it be for like a cover page? Um, I forgot what it was. He hit me back up. He's like, uh, what are you thinking about doing? I told him, you know, this and that. He's like, okay, well, black and white is this much, uh, color is this much. And I'm like, okay, well, let me work out a few things and I'll get back to you. And that was probably January, February in 2010. And then, you know, some time went by, constantly going to the bookstore. And I see his name on one of the books. And I'm like, I know that name, you know, I recognize that <laughs> name. 
and it hit me. I'm like, oh my God, that's him. I'm like, that's the artist I actually like. I'm like, he, I'm like, wow, he actually does like, you know, uh, illustration for DC and Marvel. I got like a bunch of his books. That's so, great. That's know. actually very funny because you're just cluelessly going out there, having no idea yeah. what the heck's going on. And we pick this in. Yeah, you got extremely lucky with that. And so like December comes and I'm like, I'm writing, uh, I already, I was done already with that story and I hit him up. I'm like, Hey, let me, let's see what happens. You know, I hit him up on Instagram. I'm like, Hey, Ariel, I don't know if you remember me, but you know, I asked you to do a cover. I never went down that direction, but would you be interested in collaborating and doing a, a graphic novel together? He's like, uh, well, he asked me what it was about. I gave him a little pitch. Yeah. He fell in love with the project. I even like video through WhatsApp did a video call and you know I did my my little pit, bit pitch and he's like yeah I love it he uh and it's funny because you know it's my first time I don't know the whole process and he's like all right so you know just send me like, like yes how, you know the story so I sent him the story I sent him an outline he's like oh no 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 we you need to write you need to send me a script where basically like each page page <laughs> one has this this kind of panels what each panel is and he was extremely patient. He was extremely friendly and nice. And, you know, he, the whole time he was teaching me and, you know, about the process. And I'm extremely grateful to have worked and with extremely him. And, you know, extremely lucky. Extremely lucky. Yeah. You know, and I can tell that he was really into it because the art is so distinctive and very, yes. very, it's like, it's not, it wasn't just, oh, an assignment. He really put his heart and soul into it. You can tell he really, oh, yeah. really liked it. Now, we are talking about, you like raccoons and a little bit of the nerd ninja stuff but at first glance this may be like oh he's just making you know he's just taking ninja turtles and the racket raccoon and just throwing it together but these are well-rounded distinctive characters and even santa claus is not your typical ho 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 jolly chris kringle that everybody knows about how much how much did ariel have in the input of these characters coming alive and that coming out is just Oh, this is just another spin on the turtles, another rocket raccoon, but really actually making these not cardboard cutouts, but three-dimensional characters. Right. Not not a, that was definitely one of the things that came up whenever, you know, you got four animal characters. You, there's always gonna be that comparison to Ninja Turtles. But I mean, whether you do something or you know, whatever you do, they're always gonna be compared to something. I'm like, I just gotta pull the trigger and go with it. It's funny because Ariel at first didn't want to do the raccoons, but mostly because he was afraid of the comparisons with Rocket Raccoon. And I'm like, yes. uh, let's try to, I'm like, let's try to come up with a design. He, he, I kind of like gave him my input, gave him some references, but everything like the character designs and like just uh, the whole setting, the whole book, it was him. And, and it, he did an absolutely beautiful job, an amazing job. And it does not come off as a ripoff of, either the Ninja Turtles or Rocket no. Raccoon. It's completely uh, different. So this is an all ages book. Would you agree? I'd say I try to keep it um, PG, but yeah, maybe like eight and up. Because yeah, there <laughs> it is, it is such a great script, so much humor in it. Are you going to do any more Christmas Bandits in the future stories? Uh, I would love to what I did, obviously, in the future. But right now I got like a, um, couple other projects i'm doing i'm actually working on two graphic novels as well just working on that and see what happens with this first book try to create a fan base so by the time you know i decided to do the second one i already have you know a fan base and you know an audience for the book how is the uh book coming off as far as like not necessarily sales but good vibes good 
good feedback. Are you getting a lot of that? I got some reviews on, you know, Amazon because it's up on Amazon. Uh, I was in Comic-Con in L.A. back in December. A few people that, that do their own blogging, they've written articles about uh, my book, and everybody seems to like it, so I'm happy with that. Because it's really hard for new creators to come out and stand out, and yeah. sometimes they get lost in the shuffle, and I'm glad your project doesn't because it, it really is a step above a lot of even what DC, Marvel, even some of the majors are being put out. It's a really... Great book. When you say, ah, I've only been in comic books for a couple of years and I haven't done this writing much, brand new to it, have no idea what's going on. That's what the comic industry is supposed to be all about, bringing in new creators, yeah. making it grow. But I believe that we're like in this golden age of comic books where there's so many genres, so many possibilities that it's endless right now. Anybody can find a comic book for any age group, any anything. I mean, you could go up and say, here, read this, read that, and find somebody a good comic book to read. So you decided to go the indie route. Why not try to find a publisher? And as you're doing all this stuff, does your Hispanic heritage play any kind of a role? Because, you know, you're Latino and they're in Texas. Right. Yeah, I'm in Texas now. When I wrote that, it was I lived in Maryland. And I actually did try to, you know, reach out to like uh, Image and um, actually uh, Ariel's, uh, Olivetti's people. They have connections with like the obviously the, the publishers here um but just didn't go down that route so i'm like well i gotta make it happen so i decided you know spend my own money printed out you know because i was on your website um why did you pick that name for your publishing company mohe culture culture right well monke is my last name you know well, I'm, brian. Yeah. I'm brian monke just because i want to create like a feeling like a culture with with all the stories that I have to tell, you know, I want to create these worlds. I want to create these projects and stories and just production didn't really like go, didn't feel right with me. Like Monkhead books didn't feel right. I just wanted to create something bigger. So, I, you know, I need the Monkhead culture. Because your website is actually very professional looking. That's actually yeah. a plus. I, I'm a stickler for that. I'm a stickler for that. I'm going, well, this is a man who dotted his I's and crosses his T's. And even though he's a small publisher, he really does have a good website. So I, I give you that. You said you have two graphic novels coming out in the future. You want to tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one is called uh, Mystery Surrounding the Smokies. And it's based on these rangers. They, uh, there's a team of rangers, but there's specifically one, the main character who had just, just joined the team. So we're kind of like, seeing things from his point of view he's new he's seeing all these mysteries going on people disappearing people dying in the smokies and i got, i got a little bit of paranormal stuff going on there with the with the whole smoky so yeah uh the second one is uh it's called uh mac i'm still working with the title uh matt and the renegades matt and mac and the space renegades and it's a uh, it's uh it takes takes place in space there's um a group of young 20 year olds and they all have special powers uh anyways they all they're all children from this guy named dr skrillex who kind of like <laughs> who kind of uh he kidnaps or you know abducts little babies you know then takes them up to space and has experiments on them and so these people were, were able to escape they end up going back and you know trying to get revenge from them so it's um uh, i've worked I'm, i would say with the illustrators i got a uh, two illustrators on each project and they're both about 
almost halfway with the illustrating. Um, as far as the illustrating, the colors are still a little bit behind, but you know, I would say maybe like another year or so it'll be out. So you said I was going over your your website, and you said you went to the comic convention in Los Angeles in December 2021, and you met Rob Liefeld. Did you even know who he was, considering you're not a comic book fan? Because <laughs> I thought when um, when I sent you, because I, I give you a lot of these, you guys I give questions, you have an idea of what's coming on. I thought, well, this is a guy yeah. been reading comic books since he was a kid. No, he's only been reading it for a couple of years. And I'm like, so did you actually know who Rob Liefeld is? Oh uh, no, he was uh, he was one of the first that I've. I knew who he was with the art, with the artwork, <laughs> just because I like that '90s era. Yeah. But also because um, I was doing my research whenever I was trying to uh, reach out to uh, Image, so I, you know, found out who Rob Liefeld was, uh, Todd McFarlane, and you know everybody else that works uh, with Image or you know started Image. I didn't even know he was going to be there at the LA Comic Con until I saw him. You know, I saw him speaking there, and I was like, oh my god, that's awesome! But I had a booth. It was a three-day event: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I didn't even think I was going to have a chance to speak to him. And then Sunday came. It was the last day. I think it was like towards the end of the day. And I go and try to see if I, if he's there. And he was, you know, there's a line going on. He's, you know, signing comic books and whatnot. So I'm in line. And and I speak to him. I, uh, I actually gave him one of my books. You know, I'm like, look, uh, I love your work. And I would love if you could have a copy of my book. And he's like, absolutely. Up and coming writer, artist. I had to ask him for some advice. I'm like, hey, look. I'm up and coming. What kind of advice could you offer me? And he said, he gave me the example of uh, Kobe Bryant. He said that every time he would meet with Kobe, Kobe was always working on something new. He was trying to perfect something new, whether it was like a, a new shot, a new movement, uh, or a new move, or even outside of the physical part of basketball. Like, you know, maybe like the, I mean, I can incorporate that too with writing. With writing, I mean, there's so much to focus. You know, you got the dialogue, just the format of, you know, the script writing. Even outside of the whole writing and trying to market it and all that, there's like so many things I could try and focus and try to perfect. Just like him and Ariel, if they have any advice for me, whenever the, whenever Ariel would tell me anything, I would take it to heart. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Before we wrap things up here, you get the final word, obviously. What else do you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah no, no, I just want to <laughs> thank you uh, for allowing me to be here. But I'm yeah, I'm just happy I had the opportunity to talk about you know, my book with Ariel. And uh, I also wanted to speak on, on my the new, two new projects that I got going on. People could check. I've actually posted, um, you know, I don't know if you've seen it, the, some uh, some sketches, some some of the black and white illustrations of my two books. It's on my Instagram Probably page. Probably not yet. When are they, when are they coming yeah. out? Uh, sometime next week. I mean, not next week, next year. <laughs> next year. Some, okay. Yeah, next year. No, no, no. It's, it's only halfway done, like, as far as the black and white illustrations, it's probably like halfway done. The coloring, so you know, follows that. Then I have to go ahead and like you know hire somebody to put the bubbles, and then I got hire somebody to put it all together and you know format it, and then be able to take it to a printer and print it out. So there's still quite a bit to go, but yeah, they get. I always post stuff on on my Instagram. It's the same thing, Monge Culture, M O N G E culture c-u-l-t-u-r-e okay there'll be a link in the uh show notes for your uh instagram account also this is again like i said the christmas band is a great story it doesn't matter whether it's christmas or not people is going to enjoy to read it read it to your kids it's fun there's nothing terrible about it well-rounded characters brian i want to thank you for coming out to the podcast i hope you come back again talk about your future projects even if you want to talk about comics you're always welcome back Absolutely. I will keep in touch.
Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.